Hey, you want to welcome on to the show Adam Sparks, Knox News, Tennessee football beat reporter, investigative reporter. Uh, Adam, uh, a lot going on, man. We were joking off air, man. There's never a dull moment here on this beat, is there? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, uh, you know, once we got past the Pruitt investigation and the hearing and all those years, you thought, okay, this is now we can kind of settle into, you know, a quiet period and just football and sports and all that. And, uh, wasn't too many months till we're back here again. It feels a little bit like Groundhog Day. Um, <laughs> all the Pruitt investigation stuff was always late nights and linking to old stories and and copy and paste where the the uh, case is, and that's that's sort of where we we are right now. I, I think this one will go a lot quicker than that one, uh, but you never know when you're dealing with the NCAA. I feel like uh, I feel like during the Pruitt stuff, I had to cram for a test and know all these terms that have to do with the NCAA. And I like washed that out of my memory because I thought I wasn't going to take another test. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I'm going back to my cheat sheet. Yeah. I mean, th th there's definitely some similarities also, you know, who knows how long this can take when it's all said and done, you know, with courts and all that, but in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, kind of, what do you make of all this? All right. I mean, it's NCAA has been poking around campus for, for a little while. Um, not just with football. They've talked to basketball players. They've talked to some others as well. Um, SI report came out and and kind of broke that news the other day, and then Donna Plowman's you know fires back, and she you know stood her ground on Wednesday as well, and and, and talking with the student newspaper over there, and um, you've got senators you know speaking out on behalf of Tennessee, governors, you've got attorneys, Tom Mars, you know representing Spire Sports Group, all this is kind of it, it goes to show you that this has all been ready to roll for quite some time, just dotting the T's and crossing the you know dotting the I's and crossing the T's. But it's been kind of it's been kind of wild to see all this kind of come together in a span of a little over twenty four hours. Yeah, I mean, I, I think my take is this is this is not nothing. Uh, I think the it, what I got a lot from Tennessee fans was initially was a little bit of panic, um, mostly around Nico um, football, just just it just quick fears there. And then I think that subsided pretty quickly. And as Tennessee, really, as as Don D. Plowman's letter came out, I think there was more of a settling down. And a, a lot of Tennessee fans that I talked to late in the afternoon yesterday were kind of like, well, this this is okay. It's going to blow over. It looks like Tennessee's got it under control. They're going to take NCAA to court if they need to. So I think I, I've kind of experienced uh, different extremes on that. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I don't think Tennessee fans should panic over this. I do think they should be concerned, though, uh, because I, reading between the lines, I think Tennessee has some reasonable concerns. If Tennessee thought this was a nothing burger, they uh, Donnie Plowman wouldn't have come out so aggressively. Uh, she's trying to nip this thing in the bud. She's trying to get ahead of it. And I think if she just thought this would just come and go and be nothing, uh, I think she would have just she wouldn't have. You know, she wouldn't have gone with the vinegar. She went with honey and the uh, with the NCAA in the uh, Pruitt investigation. She's going with vinegar now, or, or napalm, or gasoline, or something. Um, so I, it's it's you know let's let's let this play out. I guess is my take. But I, I do think there's at least should be some reasonable concern. And if you stack this on top of the Pruitt stuff, completely separate. But Tennessee uh, did avoid the lack of institutional control in that one. When you stack back-to-back -back cases up, you're always afraid that the second, the first one could hurt you in the second one. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, the, the, the bigger battle, if you will, you know, um, fighting against the NCAA for, 
you know, rights of name, image, and likeness, and you know what's unconstitutional and all that type of stuff. I mean, but really, when you when you channel it in for Tennessee, you, you read between those lines from what Don DePlowman put out the other day. I mean, it sounds like one of those infractions, those level one infractions, is going to be a lack of institutional control because she pretty much says, "How in the world could you parade us around and say that we're the model citizens and we did it all right, and then less than six months later say that we, you know, we, we lack that control?" And so. I, and, and again, I'm not anybody that, you know, is super, super, super in the know on this type of stuff, but I mean, how in the world is Tennessee going to get by twice without a postseason bowl banner or something like that when it comes to lack of institutional control? That would be where my biggest fear is in this whole thing, uh, more than anything for the immediate impact and how this affects Tennessee football. Yeah, one thing on Tennessee's side, and we saw this during the Pruitt case, is that the NCAA supposedly is trying to shy away from using postseason bans. Yeah, now, you can true. see them making an exception, again, if you're stacking two cases on top of, of, of another right back-to-back like this. Um, yeah, I think institutional controls on the table. Otherwise, Dondi wouldn't have mentioned it in, in her letter. Um, it's, a, it, it's a concern. That, that That's the one that jumped out to me because that's the only thing that could get you to a postseason ban. I, I wonder in some of this if – it seems to me, if you look at the Florida State case and the Florida case that's ongoing and now Tennessee, and you've heard as well as I have, there's going to be more after this in the SEC and other Power Five conferences. Like there, there's a list of NILs they're going after. I, I wonder if the target, rightly or wrongly, is as much the collectives as it is the athletes or the schools. I thought it was, I thought Dondi Plowman sort of threaded a needle pretty well there of, standing beside the NIL collective, standing beside Spire, but also having enough distance between the university and the collective, which which you need uh, mm-hmm. if you're going to make the case that, uh, you know, that, that, that what goes on between a collective and an athlete is that's their business and it doesn't have to be tied to the university. That's their that's their best approach to this. But, yeah, the, the lack of institutional control is what you have to be be afraid of. That's for sure. Yeah, and, and again, we, the question's been out there: Will there ever be another postseason, you know, ban in, in any sports from the NCAA? Because they are trying to shy away from that. But when you have t- two lack of institutional controls in, in, in just you know less than a year, essentially, um, that makes you wonder. You know, we'll, we'll see kind of how this plays out. You, you mentioned it's more or less looking like the NCAA is going after the collective, and, that, and that's how I see this, right? The NCAA is going after Spire Sports, okay? And, you know, Mike Wilson, I know you both, you both, you guys have, have written about it over Knox news. There's a flight that's in question. It's reported on by the New York times. I would assume they got that from the NCAA. That's my opinion. Um, and, and the question is, was he essentially, you know, early in 2022, was he a client of Spire sports? And if he was inspire paid for the flight, then technically that's not breaking the recruiting rules. However, if you're going to look at it from a retroactive standpoint, it gets all kind of fuzzy. So it's the NCAA saying, going back in May of 2022, saying we're going to go back the last 10 months and we're going to look into all these retroactive you know, activities and we're going to pop you for that. That's kind of what Tennessee's fighting right now. It, it feels like an uphill battle for the NCAA. It does. But in the same sense, Adam, they got to show that they're still an entity, right? They, they got to show yeah. that the paychecks are still coming in. I feel like they're going to be taking their losses. They've already taken some losses, but they're going to keep swinging. And that's kind of what this is they have to justify their existence. And that's what they've been trying to do the last few years. And at this era, I think they could sort of fade back and just let the checks keep coming in, similar to how like the the NFL commissioner does. I have, 
I don't have power, but you guys pay me, so I'm going to hang around and not ruffle yeah. feathers. They could do it that way, or they could flex their muscle and try to get back some of the power that they've lost. They're trying to do the latter with this. And I don't know how that's going to end because Tennessee has a lot of support behind it. That's for sure. You know, it was funny. As, as soon as this went down, I contacted the attorney general, which has now filed a lawsuit, and I, I contacted his people and said, hey, you know, this is going on. Any chance you could weigh in? And the response I got was, absolutely, we're ready to go. So, you know, <laughs> the pieces were in place for sure for this to go. Um, I'll be curious to see how much like that, the New York Times article, the flight and all that associated with Nico, if that's a small part of this or if that's the big part of this. He's obviously, he was the poster child of NIL early on. He got one of those large lucrative deals reportedly. And, uh, you know, the NCAA is targeting those players and are targeting those recruiting classes. If if you are a high if you're a high profile part of NIL because your whole recruiting class or a specific athlete, they're gonna try to come after you again retroactively. I, I think it's it's so peculiar when we get done with this. Like one of the conversations there, like you just said, is like a booster that allegedly provided a flight. And I think there's this weird naiveness with the NCAA that somehow a person associated with with the collective would not also be a booster of that school. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if the collective has assets that it's using and benefits and perks that it's using to its clients, to its employees, those are going to be coming at least indirectly from boosters. It's not like there are just rando people out there that are just part of a collective that have no part in the school. Like if you had a Venn diagram of, of NIL collective members and boosters, it's one circle on top of another. It's the same group. Yeah. So I think as we get further into this, the NCAA, you have to be scratching your head and saying, what are you talking about? I think the retroactive action is interesting too. If you go back to like Nico committed in March of 2022, go seven weeks past that and the NCAA announced that it was going to retroactively um, enforce its rules, and one of the parts, that, one part of that was that it was going to judge some collectives. In some instances, it would judge collectives as if they were boosters. I don't think it's an accident that that came right after Nico committed and, and you know reportedly signed a big NIL deal. But again, how 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 do you retroactively, you know, how do you pull me over for speeding and say, hey, you know <laughs> the 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 speed limits that you're going to be speeding in a week. I'm going to get you for what the speed limit's going to be a week from now instead of yeah. now. It's, it's really strange. And uh, the SEC is probably going to have to step in here though. And I don't know if Greg Sankey will do that or not, but I think that's, that's sort of the last chip that that's the biggest chip that Tennessee needs to play. Yeah. I mean, the whole situation's bizarre. I mean, I use that similar, you know, example on the show yesterday, like, Hey, the, the speed limit on my road changed a couple of months ago. It went from 35 to 25. It like, you know, Knox PD coming and give me a ticket saying, Hey, you were going 35 a year ago yesterday. Here's your ticket. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it makes no sense. And so again, if, if the flight happened and if Nico was a client of Spire sports group agency, you know, there was no rule at the time that would forbid, you know, uh, you know, paying for a flight or whatever the case may be. And now the NCAA is trying to go back and say, well, we're going to implement these rules and retroactively punish you again. That's kind of the whole situation here. So no, we'll see what happens. I, I I think Adam, you know, last question I have for you. I think it's unique. I think it's cool to see all the 
you know, the backing of Tennessee, it's kind of like, you know, you know, armed forces all against one type situation. It's been kind of cool to see the last 24 hours, uh, you know, and, and Tennessee could be fighting the fight for every collective and every, every university out there in college football, potentially. But I think fans and, and people want to know right now, how does this affect Tennessee right now? How does this affect not even recruiting for 2025? How does this affect Tennessee right now? Nico 2024. Um, you know, I, I think the assumption is Nico's going to be fine and play and, and Tennessee can compete for a championship. But still, I think that's the biggest fear right now for Tennessee fans. I think aside from the obvious doomsday fears, postseason ban, anything to do with Nico's eligibility, again, that's complete speculation. I'm not saying no. that's going to happen. But aside from those doomsday worst case scenario fears, I, th I think the thing that maybe from a human side that I feel for the the Tennessee teams, football specifically, is that there's now going to be a cloud over that program again. And they just went through – I mean, this is the fifth year in a row that the football program has an NCAA cloud over it. And the guys here had nothing to do with the previous one, and we don't even know if they really did anything wrong in this one. Yeah. And, you know – Tennessee's coaches are recruiting right now. They're trying to put together a good class. They just got some good players in the portal. They're revving up for, for Nico and spring practice. And if this goes how other NCAA cases have gone, even the quick ones in NIL, those have gone quicker than others. You're still looking at like an extended period of time when the whole program is in limbo. And that just, that just doesn't seem fair. It seems like this should be in and out, get it done, have a decision because you and I both know if we get to spring practice or something and Nico's out there, we're going to have to ask him something about this. So we're going to have to ask Josh Hopple something about this. You don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. We'll do it because it's our jobs, but yeah. it seems unfair. Just get the cloud off of this and move on. But, uh, you know, teams around the SEC are absolutely negatively recruiting against Tennessee. And uh, they were doing that anyway. And now they just have some more fuel and uh, if you're Tennessee, you want that you want that off of you as quick as possible. Yep, same situation. Another cloud, another NCAA investigation. Adam, uh, you'll be tracking this, uh, you know, for however long it takes. What else you have coming out? You know, the rest of this week as we kind of learn more about uh, what's to come here for Tennessee. Yeah, at KnoxNews.com, we're going to keep reacting to this. I think uh, probably a lot of what we're going to do is sort of go back in time and look at the timeline and some of the arguments that uh, the NCAA is going to try to make because at some point they have to pin down um, what they're looking at. And, uh, you know, and, and from there we'll just sort of react. And, and you know, Dondi Plowman has not been quiet, and I don't think that's I don't think she's going to get quiet anytime soon. Um, so that that's sort of the entertainment part. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna find in it. Yeah, same here again. Honey in the last one. It's vinegar this time for sure for Dante Plowman. Adam, thanks so much, man. Appreciate the time. Yep, good to be on.